0: Welcome back to the One Globe 360 podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by Daniel from the Points Guy UK. Daniel is a content producer for TPG UK, and today we're going to be talking about what it's like to travel during the coronavirus pandemic, Daniel's role in TPG UK, and any advice he has for people looking to get into the travel industry. So, Daniel, how are you?
1: Hello, Ellie. Good morning. I'm very well, thanks. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. And as I was just saying just before we sort of started recording, super excited to hear your perspective about everything... TPG UK so yeah the questions are just sort of going to be about the travel industry, advice you've got for people looking to get into the travel industry, the current coronavirus pandemics I know you travelled to I think it was Croatia recently so you'll have an interesting perspective on travelling during this time. So the first question though I've got for you is how did you become a member of the Point Sky UK team and have you always worked in the travel industry?
1: So um, I have always been interested in travel, always wanted to work in travel but it was always sort of put on the sidelines to do like a proper career, you know, and study something proper and go for a real job in inverted commas, you know, yeah, like I
0: know what you mean. it was
1: kind of always dissuaded. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did languages at uni and still wanted to work with aviation. I, for, a long, for the longest time I wanted to be a pilot actually. Um, and then I put that on the sidelines and did a master's in aviation. Cause I was like, right, if I'm going to be serious about getting a job in the industry, I need to prove that by studying something to do with aviation. So did a master's on um, how airlines work, how um, airports work and how the whole industry comes together, basically. And I'd known Nikki for a while through Instagram. No, actually, was it through Instagram. I think so. And then um, just conversations. Putting, I, my, I turned my Instagram basically into a little bit of a, an aviation blog as well. Um, I mean, it wasn't like a full time thing, but the content I was putting out was to do with like flights and how to do this and how to do that. Not necessarily points and miles, but it was very much like an aviation type of geek Instagram. Um, and then I got invited to a meeting with Nikki and Brian Kelly, the CEO and founder of The Point Sky in the US. Went to that meeting, got involved with discussions about moving into the UK and one thing led to another. And it, 20 months later, um, I'm here. Awesome.
0: So, yeah. So in terms of your role as your like content producer... Um, What does that involve on, like, a day-to-day basis?
1: So we started out as a team of four um, in January 2019. There was Nikki, who's director of content. There's Christian, who is um, the general manager. And then Jean, who you've already spoken to, was the video content creator. And me as a content creator in general was going to be more to do with um, the writing side of things um and as we were like a small team just starting out it was a very much a startup vibe and we we're all doing everything we were all partaking in the videos all going on the trips and it was a real mishmash of sort of getting used to each other getting used to the job finding out how it was going to work 20 months down the line it's very much um my, my role has turned into a very much a written written role now
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: um so I write anything from breaking news, to deals, to reviews, to sort of guides on how to do things, country guides. Um, My day is broken up um, by, in the morning I'll do a scoop to find out what's going on in the aviation industry, in terms of news. Mm -hmm. Pitch certain stories to my news editor, I'll get told I need to write XYZ that day, and then I will also have features to do which are more like timeless pieces, like, shall we say, like... How to interrail around Europe? How to? Which are the best business class cabins in the sky? Like those kind of things, which can be published anytime. So it's a, a mixture of different kinds of written content, basically.
0: That's yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's sort of with my travel blog. That's the sort of different content I'm trying to put out there because I guess sticking to one sort of form of content probably isn't sort of the best way. I guess for me as well. You know, you're putting out. You want to put out so much different content so that you attract so many different types of people is that sort of what you try to do in terms of why you do so much different types of content
1: exactly because i mean how how google works as well so like people searching for things will find tpg through searching for certain news um bulletins for example or deals and stuff Mm -hmm. but then people who come to tpg for a certain reason like the hardcore av geeks and the airline plane lovers they will come to tpg as a landing page i will type that in to see what we've got out there on certain topics, you know? So we need to keep all avenues open to get as many people into our site, coming through our ecosystem as possible.
0: Yeah. And in terms of your job as a whole, what would you say is your favourite part of your job?
1: Uh, I mean, <laughs> the the cliche bit is probably the fact that the travelling bar. Yeah. Um However, 2019... Is in terms of traveling, like it, I think I took seventy-eight or seventy-nine flights last year.
0: Wow, that's in total. Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> that's really cool.
1: It, it I, I never thought I'd take that many flights in a year. And obviously, twenty twenty has been. I've taken, I think, one, two, three, I took about ten this year. Yeah, because I um I was in Brazil before coronavirus, thankfully, so I managed to do a little bit of traveling then. Um, but yeah, the the, the best bit I think is just the experience and, and meeting the new people and going to these new places that I would never have probably gone to otherwise. Yes, the flying and then and, and the first class and, and all that. Well, business class, I haven't flown first actually with TPG. Um, just, I'll say that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, it's the experience that I wouldn't have had. So like I flew to Orkney and did this, the world's shortest flight and I've done yeah. like some really weird aircraft and weird routes and stuff. And it's that kind of thing that I really enjoy about it. Real avgeek type stuff, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And in terms of the, you mentioned you've been in some of, well, I think quite a few of the the TPG UK uh, YouTube videos. Can you talk me through the process of filming one of these airline review videos and, and also the favourite, sort of your favourite video that you guys have, have put out there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, they are like, they are the most fun part, to be honest, like that is something that I've loved doing and it. Really, sort of sets this job apart from from any other job um, that I could do right now. I think that the the first the, the first ever video we did, the British Airways comparison, the one that went viral and the one that is now set a precedent for how we how we do our videos, that was definitely my favourite. We were just going into the unknown. I'd never done this before, and it was just like this whole brand new, exciting, nerve wracking, fun like, sort of once-in-a-lifetime experience, you know? Um, yeah. Well, I can ex- I can remember the whole experience from start to finish. It was such a great day. Um, stressful at times, obviously, because you've got to make sure you're getting the right, the right footage and mm-hmm. some things only happen once on a flight. And that's one of those things that, when we're actually reviewing with our cameras, we've got a camera looking at us, we've got a camera in our hands. Like, there's... No matter how long the flight is, there is not a second of, of rest. It's like, you've got to be alert for whatever's going on in the cabin when there's a crew member coming to you like things out the window you just constantly got to be on high alert with cameras pointing in every direction to make sure you're getting all the, the content to
0: get all the stuff yeah and in terms of have you encountered any difficulties whilst filming like are the airlines okay with sort of filming or have they told you at times to stop like what's the process of that like
1: um personally with the flights i've done i've never been told to stop recording before um I've been told doing reviews while I've been taking pictures that pictures aren't allowed. Um, but actually, in terms of filming on board, oh, actually no, it was Lufthansa. Okay, we yeah. were we were just about to leave from Frankfurt, and the the senior cabin crew lady who was who was great. She came over and she was like, "You're not filming this, are you?" And I was like, um, "Nope." And she was like. <laughs> but you're not those guys with the YouTube channel, right? And I was like, no, it's not me. Not me. <laughs> like, <laughs> to put her up. And then I went and I had a chat with her and the guy and I was like, look, like the cabin's empty. I'm not getting anyone's faces in these. We're not going to get your faces in these. This is not anything to try and catch anyone out or anything. It's just us guys filming this thing for work. And she was like, okay, okay. As long as it's like, it's not obvious to the rest of the, the, the people in the cabin, the rest of the passengers, etc. I have no problem if you just kind of keep it on the DL.
0: so okay yeah I
1: think it in those situations I think you can probably get some people who are quite brash with their filming and a bit like blase and sort of might not take have as much mindfulness about what's going on around them
0: yeah
1: but I Mm -hmm. think if, if you if you speak with the cabin crew or if they notice at least at least build that rapport with them because they'll really appreciate that and all you need to do is break down that barrier and once once they're okay with it like you're fine um but the ideal is to not have them know at all which is really hard sometimes because I mean you can't hide the fact you've got 25 cameras coming out of Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, especially when sean has got his big mic and it has the um the, um, the, de- is it the dead cat or whatever they call it on there like I mean you can't hide that yeah I, I'm um, sure that
0: it's super hard to sort of keep it discreet <laughs> you know
1: yeah, yeah. um because obviously we want them not to know that we're doing it as well to make it as like legitimate as possible in terms of service. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. but in that sense the only thing that can change if they do know we're filming is the service because yeah. the hard product, the food, the drinks, everything else will be the same. Um so yeah, I think it's one of those things that we just play it on the day basically by the airline and, and see how we get on.
0: And in terms of like the equipment that you use, the cameras, what taught me a little bit about the, you know, whether you use GoPros, do you use particular types of cameras, like what is all the equipment that you use for one of these videos
1: so normally we'll have the gopro attached to the seat in front of us sorry attached to the seat in front of us recording um or somewhere in front of us if we're in business or first or whatever and that will be on running um for the entirety of the flight to get sort of all the little bits that we might have forgot to record kind of thing yeah um and then we use for everything else like Um, piece to cams and recording the food arriving etc using a Canon I can't remember which Canon it is but um, because I haven't done one of these for a while actually my last one was in December last year actually Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'll use my iPhone for bits and bobs as well but most of the footage that we we get is through a GoPro and the Canon camera
0: yeah awesome I mean the the footage looks incredible the videos have been a massive part of I think TPG UK and you guys, you know, you, you became viral. So many of those videos have, have gotten the millions of views. What's it been like in terms of people recognising you? Like, have you had anyone recognise you in terms of they've come up to you and said, I've watched the videos? You know, what's it been like as a result of these yeah. videos going viral?
1: It, it, it is quite a nice thing, you know, to like, to be to be recognised for doing something that you love. Um, because but in, in America, like mentioning the word TPG and everyone knows it in the uk we're not as obviously the brand hasn't grown as big yet so it's still we're quite underground-ish mm-hmm. un, unless you're a youtuber right yeah um but normally in airports and on planes there will be there will be someone who recognizes me like for example i got on my flight to croatia in july and the senior cabin member came down the aisle and was like hi Dan we love TPG I love your videos and it's just like that's so nice to know that like people are enjoying the content that we're creating mm-hmm.
0: yeah I guess that's just super rewarding you know like you say just to you know meet people like Jean was saying to me he he was on a run once and then someone just out of the window in the car sort of shouted across like hey Jean like I love your videos you know it must be so cool to sort of see the after effect of of what you guys are creating um and it must show that it's it's successful right I mean you guys have been you you're about a year old right just over a year the TPG UK and so far you've you've you know you've really hit the ground running and the YouTube the blog it's all yeah it's all really really cool and I guess you're trying are you talk to me a little bit about the TPG you know in America do you have sort of a lot of connection between the two
1: yeah so um these days we're trying to work more as TPG as 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 a whole mm-hmm. um yeah. rather than the UK and US but obviously there is very specific content that goes out <coughs> on the US website that wouldn't resonate with UK people and vice versa but there is a lot of crossover stuff say like big news with American airlines big news with british airways those kind of things mm-hmm. It's equally as interesting both sides of the pond right
0: yeah
1: um, but on a day on a day-to-day basis we work together constantly our news teams our features like we're all we're always speaking to each other on slack we're always in meetings together it's we're trying our hardest to make it um as like we're we're one team mm-hmm. the only difficulty is really is, is the five hour time difference which yeah. can be annoying so they don't come online till two in the afternoon our time and then they're finishing up like 11 p.m midnight our time in the afternoon so it's like that's a little bit of a difficulty yeah but um because of have obviously Technology, social media, mm-hmm. there's a few hours of the day where we can be in touch if we need to be.
0: Yeah. And in terms of your traveling yourself, so I read online that I think you've been to 44 countries. That might be a little bit more now. That's what I saw on the the website. Um, yeah, I
1: need to that actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's probably a little bit more than 44. But which country would you say has been your favorite and why?
1: Oof, gosh, that's a tough one. Really, really is a tough one. um To be honest, Brazil. Has always been. I've always said it's my favorite country in the world. I went for the first time when I was eighteen. Have you been?
0: Yes, I have. Yeah. I w- oh, yeah. I what? went in. Yeah, last year actually, February twenty nineteen.
1: Yeah, what for carnival. Uh,
0: not for the carnival, no. So I just missed the. I missed the carnival. So I did. Um, I did Rio. Did Ilha Grande, uh, Parati. Um, mm-hmm. it was awesome. Such a cool country. Really cool.
1: It really is, and and that has always been my favorite. Then I had. A terrible experience there when I was there this year. That has sort of like opened my eyes to the reality of the dangers and just what it's like. Yeah. In Brazil, and it's it. I'm trying not to let it taint it for me, um, but I can't help that it did a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. But after that, I've I've got so many other so many other amazing countries. Like Croatia, absolutely blew me away. Um, I went to Malta the first time last year. Really enjoyed Malta had the for- I was fortunate enough to go to Ghana for Peace Jam with work last year and, and Ghana was just like this fascinating, incredible experience that I'll never forget. So to say one favourite country is it's so hard. It's impossible, cause, cause yeah. So many different countries <laughs> it's impossible. Memories, but the one that would always come to the tip of my tongue first and the one that I'm famous for being obsessed with is Brazil. Brazil. So
0: yeah.
1: If I had to say one it would be Brazil. Be Brazil. <laughs>
0: And in terms of, you mentioned Croatia there, and you you travelled there recently, I believe, Um, talk to me a little bit about travelling during the, the coronavirus pandemic, and also what you think will happen to the travel industry in the future. Do you think the travel industry will change forever, or do you think we'll eventually get back to some sort of normality?
1: So, with the nature of the industry, it's always changing, always evolving one year to the next. It I think what we what we don't realise is that it's never the same as it always was anyway, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, but what I think the coronavirus has done is excelled that to a point where now we can actually tangibly say, as of March 2019, the travel industry is never going to be the same again. Uh, 2020, sorry. The travel industry is never going to be the same again. And I think it's fair to say that. Whereas before, the changes would evolve over time that we'd never really be specifically be able to say, oh, it was this date in... 2007 you know like that kind of thing but I think now for example travel is never ever going to be exactly the same as it was before I just don't think it's possible.
0: And in terms of your experience traveling to Croatia what was it like sort of in the airport on on the plane what were the procedures like in terms of masks that sort of thing?
1: Yeah well in Heathrow um, I traveled so what was it, the 19th, it was only just about two weeks after the international travel restriction was lifted. So people had started to, like, get to ner- get rid of their nerves and start travelling again, and I got to Heathrow and was actually shook, is a word that we use a lot, TPG, and I was literally shook at the state of Heathrow, like, the queues for check in in economy, for business, were just, like, I was like, how how is this even a thing? Like, I thought it was a joke, like, there were no... There were no markers on the ground, making people spread out. The only one thing, good thing I can say about that part is that everyone was wearing a mask, yeah. pretty much like 100% compliant like mask wearing, which is obviously what you need. Um, the crew, the check-in people, they were amazing. Like I think my experience with the crew traveling during coronavirus is that like they were all just so happy to have their jobs back yeah. and to be working, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which was a really nice thing because obviously it, it, it's a scary time for everyone right now, especially in the industry. Um and it was nice to see that they hadn't lost their their love of the job, yeah, which I think quite a, a a nice thing to be able to say about that um the plane again semi i mean everyone had a mask, whether they were using it as a chin guard
0: mm, or, yeah,
1: or whether they had their noses popping out that is a different story um there was there was one lady she 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 just walked on the plane and like she had a mask literally like just hanging over her ears and I said to her excuse me um you're supposed to be wearing those masks and she was like uh-huh, uh-huh she didn't put it on properly and I didn't see anyone tell her to put it on properly yeah it's...
0: I, just
1: think it's, I just think it's a complete waste of time yeah. if everyone's doing it, like yeah. if one person doesn't
0: yeah it's so difficult isn't it because it's so important that people are wearing these masks but you're gonna get some people that are sort of not sort of following the rules and it's frustrating because for the travel industry to get back up and running you know fully everyone needs to follow these rules so it must be frustrating to you know to see that and sort of I mean were the sort of the cabin crew were they making sure people were wearing masks or were they sort of relaxed about Um, it in a way
1: I, I didn't personally hear anyone saying to people to put their mask back on but the people immediately in my vicinity on the plane we're all wearing masks. Okay, that's good, yeah. We're eating and drinking, which we spend a lot of time doing in Club Europe, as I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You'd have already guessed. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but the one woman who actively wasn't wearing her mask, she was sitting further back down the cabin, and yeah. I'm not sure whether she was going to put it on properly, but
0: yeah.
1: I think, I think cabin crew find it hard because I guess humans have a right to wear them or not at the end of the day. like. Yeah even if it is a rule I think people take their own sort of freedoms to the extremes of masks and be like if I don't want to wear it I won't wear it yeah
0: Mm -hmm. I don't
1: think they quite have the policy where if you're not wearing a mask you can't fly yeah which is a little bit different not like in the US where they're really really enforcing it which I think they should do here to be honest yeah
0: no I agree I agree I mean it's just been a, a crazy time hasn't it for the travel industry and I've spoken to so many different people involved in sort of different sectors of the travel industry and it's been so you know super challenging but hopefully sort of we can get out of out of it the other side you know potentially stronger and potentially just sort of still people having having the confidence to travel I think that's that's the the issue is just people having the confidence to travel and taking out that fear factor um once that and when
1: they do doing it mindfully you know yeah doing it but taking in these new ways of, of traveling not just pretending like everything's normal Mm -hmm. because it's not
0: yeah no exactly being mindful is just yeah so so important and in terms of just this is a very general question uh what would you say is your favorite airline and why
1: okay so everyone the answer for this question we've done it on cup of tpg i'm sure you've seen everyone always says Qatar, right Mm -hmm. because the q suites are obviously like yeah one of the creme de la creme but I've only flown Qatar in economy, which was actually one of my favourite flights that I've done. Mm -hmm. From Doha to London on the A380, that was like... I remember that every second, it was amazing. But if I was to say a favourite airline... Can I be cheeky and have two? Yes, definitely.
0: Say two, yeah.
1: The haters hate me for saying this, but I always say British Airways. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not because... The old club world is amazing. It's not because um, the IFE screens are always amazing. It it's not because the food is the best in the sky. But it's there's just something about getting on a British Airways flight home from wherever you are in the world mm-hmm. that just gives you this like feeling of yes, this is our airline. Yes, I'm going home. And it's just I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. I understand. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the crew on British Airways, like. They're always up for a chat. Not everyone in the cabin might be, but you'll find someone who's up for a laugh, up for a chat. He'll sneak you a couple of extra little bottles of gin.
0: <laughs> He'll be up
1: for a chat in the galley. He'll not wake you up for breakfast, but leave you something like in the seat pocket. You know, those kind of things mm-hmm. that I don't think you'd get on a lot of other airlines where they're so rigid or like strict on how much they can interact with with the passengers. So that's why I love British Airways. And the second is Virgin. I have, to, I have to say that as well, primarily for actually the food and the crew. The crew on Virgin, it's like, it's like hanging out with your mates almost <laughs> at a bar. Yeah. They're just like so chilled, so much fun. They love what they do as well. They love the industry. They love traveling.
0: Yeah,
1: Virgin actually, as like a northern lad who loves like hearty food, a lot of plain food for me. fancy like I don't know like foie gras and whatever else like tiny little portions and wagyu steaks that's that doesn't appeal to me as much as like a proper dinner yeah that makes sense
0: yeah yeah, that makes sense yeah
1: (laughs) you might have read one of my reviews on virgin last year on the 747 from Manchester to Atlanta and I got served like pie mash gravy and mushy peas yeah and I was like it does not get better
0: than this yeah race? that's yeah i was gonna say that does sound really good that sounds like the best yeah. airplane field i've ever i've ever heard about actually <laughs> that you sounds gotta, really you gotta,
1: good you to keep it real sometimes yeah you? and that was, it was just so cozy and i was on a virgin plane in the nose for the first time the crew were amazing and so yeah i've only flown virgin um twice once in economy and once in upper but yeah yeah virgin's
0: yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean Qatar I've flown I wanna say twice now. I flew to Bali with Qatar. So I flew nice. London to Doha, Doha to um to Bali and yeah, I was you know, in economy but it was awesome. You know, the food was brilliant, I like the seats, they're quite comfortable, the service was excellent, so Qatar definitely and then Virgin as well, I've flown once flew to Saint Lucia um a few oh years nice. ago um from Gatwick and again yeah, really loved Virgin. I can't quite remember the sort of the food, but I just remember it being awesome. So I definitely agree with you there um, in terms of... You
1: stopped that route now as well, so you're lucky. Yeah, you
0: yeah, really lucky. So, yeah.
1: With, with Qatar, I'm sure you'd agree, even in economy, there's almost like a premium feel yeah. even when you're in economy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. It did not feel like I was in sort of i feel like on some airlines you do sort of feel like you are in e- you are in economy because you can sort of compare <laughs> you, you, know can,
1: economy you can compare
0: yeah. the other sort of you walk through business class and you sort of you know you're in economy but with qatar it has got that sort of yeah pre- premium experience that you know even though you've got an economy ticket you feel like you know it's the service is excellent like i said the yeah. food's brilliant you do feel like it's just a really good experience and i think the cost as well i think the flights we got to Bali, I don't know if we booked at a good time, but it was very, very reasonable, you know, for a pretty long haul sort of, you know, flight, obviously. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I haven't got a bad word to say about Qatar, really. I've really enjoyed flying with them. Um, and,
1: and the best thing as well is obviously Qatar's part of One World, so you get all your ravios as well at yes, your point.
0: yeah, exactly. And for me... So it's a win-win. What I really want to learn more about with TPG is, is all about the points, you know, because I, before sort of... Before a few years ago, I didn't even think about points and flying and that sort of thing. And it's only recently when I've sort of thought, oh, I really want to start travelling more. I have really started to think like, oh, how can I get points? How can I, you know, build them up to get, you know, upgrades, all that sort of thing. So that's something that I really want to sort of keep, sort of learning about. And that's what you guys do so brilliantly is you you sort of simplify it for people like me that, you know, don't know a lot about it. Um, you simplify it, simplify it down to, you know sort of just explaining what you need to do which I think is brilliant
1: Um... exactly and I'll hold my hands up and say that I'm in the same boat as you like you are like a a me 10 years ago when I was at uni I did all I did most of my traveling when I was at uni um and didn't like book anything through airline portals did it all through like Expedia and stuff like that
0: yeah
1: obviously rookie mistake didn't log any of my miles. Didn't collect any of my points, tier points, nothing. And then fell into the like, obviously got into this job and learned how easy it is, and the tiny little steps you can make to that make all the difference to your traveling going forward. That it, when you first look at it from afar, you're like, oh my god, how can I possibly digest all this information? Like, <laughs> yeah, this, this is just nonsense. Where do I even start? But before you know it, you're speaking about you're speaking about it to people who have no idea, and they're like, huh? Yeah, and you're like, how can you not know this? It's so easy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. It's so... just it's just breaking it down and understanding it, and then yeah, spreading the word. You know, once I sort of figure it all out, I'm sort of telling you know my boyfriend like, oh let's let's you know we need to get these miles, so then we can go here. Like I've, I'm I'm thinking about it more um, because you know I know I can't tr- really travel at the moment, but looking forward to next summer, um, I'm gonna sort of try and sort of get as many points as I can, just looking you know into the future because points are such a fantastic just way of making your experience better, you know, getting upgrades, just like that sort of thing. So yeah, really, you know, super sort of important sort of thing that I'm trying to, like I said, learn about with with everything that you guys are sort of producing. And in terms of the TPG, sort of the blog, the, you know, YouTube in general, what would you say collectively are your long-term plans?
1: Good question, actually. Um, right now, we are focusing on right into the future because obviously the the bread and butter of what we do is not really possible in a way that it was before um so we're focusing all our efforts on trying to get our youtube our website our socials everything all of our platforms into a position where we will be ready for the future and by that i mean sort of thinking about how things might be different in the future changing things making things more user-friendly Um, so that when things pick back up and start get back to normal again, like, we will have everything ready to go to make sure that we are the go-to place for everything travel miles and points in the UK.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I guess that's just everything that you can do, I guess, at this time. You know, it's difficult. You can't be sort of going out making all the YouTube videos, but, you know, like you said, as long as you're sort of prepared for when everything can get sort of back up and running, um, you guys want to be at the forefront of... Of sort of the the travel, I don't know travel knowledge of everything travel sort of the way people travel, you know shaping how people travel. Um, I think I watched something yeah. that Nikki said recently, sort of about just shaping the way that you know people travel and sort of helping them like you've said with the miles that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. I'm super excited to see sort of everything that you guys sort of come out and produce because. Like I said, so far, I've been absolutely loving the YouTube channel, Um, you know, especially it's been fantastic. And like I also said, it's been I think so many people have also loved the YouTube channel. You know, you've gone viral on so many, um, you know, so many videos. So it's just been awesome. And in terms of you yourself and looking sort of into the future, um, what is on your bucket list, would you say, in terms of both countries and activities?
1: Okay, so I am dying to fly the A N A room in in first class, like that is one that I really, really, really want to fly. um ha- Then, in terms of like experiences, bucket list wise, this is quite quirky. Did I get the a the the name wrong for the A N A thing? By the way, is it called the room? I think it might call the room.
0: I think it might be yeah. I yeah.
1: think yeah. Anyway. It in it? yeah. But for years, I've been I'm fascinated with like time and time zones and like landing like the day before the day after a flight and stuff i know it's like all science and stuff, but it's just i can never really get my head fully around it it fascinates me yeah so what i've wanted to do for ages is fly to new zealand spend new year's eve in new zealand in auckland wake up on new year's day right get on a flight at 9am in the morning on new year's day to rarotonga in the cook islands right yeah you fly for four hours you land at 1 p.m time zone the time zone is pretty much the same but then you actually land at 1 p.m on new year's eve not new year's day oh
0: my goodness so you get to experience like two new year's days
1: yeah yeah so you have like two new year's eves two, new year's, two days, new years yeah and like go back from one year to the next like proper time travel
0: that'd be awesome i've never heard i've said i've asked so many people about what's on the bucket lists and that i would have to say is the most interesting one i've heard that's really cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, seriously, because a lot of people just say, you know, countries they've been to or, like, skydiving, scuba diving, that's what I say anyway. But that's that'd yeah. be so cool. I've never even thought about it like that. The one experience I've had was, so when I was travelling last year on my, on my gap year before uni, um, I was in South America, and then I flew mm-hmm. to New Zealand. So I ended up losing, like, a whole day. I think it sort of went yeah. something like from the 28th of Feb to the 1st of March all in one flight like I lost a whole day I can't remember exactly the dates, but it was so bizarre sort of getting it's your head crazy, around getting your head around the fact that you've lost a day so if someone asked yeah. me what I did on that particular day I'm like I, I don't I didn't don't even know how to explain I didn't exist. I didn't even have that day yeah it's so bizarre but yeah that's yeah that's actually really cool I didn't even think about that that'd be awesome I
1: like someone asking like what did you do for New Year's Eve oh well I, um, I spent New Year's Eve in Auckland had a party cool went out and then I had spent years Eve on a Pacific island, and they'd be like, eh, what? Yeah.
0: How, what? How did you do? <laughs> to do both of those? Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. That's I spent really cool. Hours and hours and hours on Flight Radar, looking at flights that cross the international dateline, yeah. potentially <laughs> from Japan or from like Korea, where they might be heading to, like to Guam in the US or wherever. Like trying to work out where it was, and I found the perfect flight, and it's it's that one from from um. from Auckland so one day I will do that
0: that is awesome well please let me know when you when you do that please can there be some (laughs) YouTube video or like a blog post about it because I think you know that'd be awesome I'm sure so many people sort of want to do things like that but it's sort of until you do it and then someone you see that someone's done it you think oh actually I could do that myself so yeah that'd be awesome yeah like I said that I've not heard a bucket list idea like that before that sort of got me thinking really that's really cool like I said most <laughs> most people say skydiving scuba diving safari you know that sort of thing um yeah but yeah no I like that I really like that and in terms no, of
1: mine, mine's just oh, casual time travel you know
0: yeah <laughs> just casual <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of I've just got one more question um oh, so just talking about advice in general so for me sort of for trying to grow my travel blog I'm trying to grow the YouTube, the podcast, you know, all the social media, and not just for me, but just people in general looking to to get into the travel industry, what advice would you give um, to people looking to, yeah, to sort of, to grow their social medias, to, you know, set up a website, set up a blog, what would you say to help them?
1: The industry, well, for a start, the industry is full already, as I'm I'm sure you're aware, there are so many people (laughs) in the space... Yeah, try and do their thing, right? The hustle is real. And the, the main advice, the number one thing I would say is to just not give up. Like, no matter if you're having a, a bad day, you're not getting the engagement, you're, you're struggling for content ideas, whatever it is, like if you're passionate enough like you are, Ellie, and you you have goals and you know where you want to get with this, then there's no reason why you can't get there. Um, just Just go for it just be bold, do things yeah. that, do things that are going to be different, try and be unique, Don't, but don't, but don't force it at the same time, you know? Authenticity yeah. in this space as well is really important. I think people relate to a personality, to a voice, to a group of people that they they can get to know and understand and trust more, more importantly. So if you can, if you can build your own brand, your blog, your site, your Instagram on those like fundamental things so relatability personality trust trustability and likability then then whatever whatever content you're putting out is going to spread you know mm-hmm. yeah so i'd say just focus on those things
0: awesome like you know i've i've spoke to to so many people that share that sort of you know same you know core advice and core sort of yeah message in terms of just being like really consistent with the content you put out there being persistent as well, you know, like you said, if you've got a, a down day, you know, a day we haven't got the sort of engagement you've wanted, to persevere, and sort of just keep going with it. Um, yeah, And I mean, yeah.
1: There are, there are learnings you can take from everything that goes well, and everything that goes wrong, so don't, like, be too hard on yourself when things don't go right, because mm-hmm. yeah. people, we, we can really easily do that, you know, but yeah. when something doesn't go right, you, you learn from that, and you can make sure it doesn't happen again, and be stronger afterwards, so It is just like keep on going
0: yeah (laughs) just keep going yeah and like I said before we sort of start recording I'm enjoying it so much and for me that is you know the most important thing and however big or small you know anything that I'm doing becomes um enjoying it is you know the most important thing and it sounds like you absolutely love your job which you know sounds amazing um so any yeah
1: I'll add into that 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 is 100% true this like I've never been in a position before work, and I actually don't dread getting up to go to work on a mm-hmm. Monday morning. Yeah, and I'm so fortunate to be able to say that, and I'm sure you yeah. agree that it's something that is very, very like treasurable, almost. You know?
0: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So it's just yeah, enjoying it, sort of taking each day as it comes, I guess, because you know the travel travel industry, travel world changes sort of day by day, especially at the moment. Um, so there's just sort of so much to keep up with, but yeah enjoying it I guess being yeah consistent you know persistent keeping keeping going with it and uh, and hopefully one day it's sort of you know I guess for people people have different priorities with whatever they're trying to do Um, whether it be numbers or you know yeah numbers views subscribers followers whatever it may be Um, but yeah just for me enjoying it is the main thing so I'm just going to try and sort of just keep pushing on and putting out content and and see where it takes me but
1: yeah. And one thing we will say as well is that a lot of people try and like goals are important, obviously, because goals will help to determine the decisions that you make as it, uh, in the career that you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. But also don't feel like, I'll say this to everyone, don't feel sort of um off put or at a loose end if you're not quite sure where that end goal is yet. Yeah. But just keep doing what you're enjoying, what's working, and as you go along, you will create a goal for yourself that you would have already built this foundation for, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Working from the foundations and and sort of going up is, yeah, the key. It doesn't
1: always have to be goal orientated. It can just be, it can be, you create something and then that will lead to a goal mm-hmm. after you've created yeah. the foundation. No, definitely.
0: Yeah. And like I was saying before, you know, I've done one thing within One Globe 360, what I'm working on and then it's led to something else and then led to something else. So it's sort of, building those connections together and sort of linking them. Um, which well, is you've just... got the right
1: idea, let me tell you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you so much um, for coming on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. It's been really good to just hear your perspectives on everything, well, everything travel, really, um, and your experiences. So, the yeah, the podcast will be up, I think, in the next few weeks. Um, it will be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Google Play. There's quite a few platforms that it sort of gets uploaded on, but I will send you all Excellent. the links and everything. Um, and yeah, I will let you know when it's up.
1: Brilliant. Well, um thank you so much for your time, Ellie. It's been a pleasure and an honor to come and chat with you. Thank you. Your inspiration in the travel space and yeah, I wish you all the success in the future. I'm sure we're we'll watching our backs with you coming along behind us.
0: <laughs> thank <laughs> you so much. No, honestly, you know, like I said with you what you guys are doing, I absolutely love the content that you put out. You know, it's in my eyes dream job what you guys are doing. So yeah just for me massive thank you for putting out content that I absolutely love enjoy you know I love and enjoy sort of reading and watching so yeah massive thanks to me from sorry from me sorry yeah. <laughs> massive <laughs> thanks to me sorry got my words mixed up there sorry massive <laughs> thanks from me um yeah to you to all you guys at TPG um yeah from a sort of a fan teak you know fan and avgeek keep doing what you're doing because um we all love it so yeah it's brilliant thank you so much brilliant.
1: So thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Have a brilliant rest of your day and definitely keep in touch.
1: You too. And I will slide into your DMs straight after this. (laughs) Yes,
0: definitely. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.